So what is a relationship, yeah? The different, like, literally, like, the different definitions, depending on where you are. <laughs> but in Nairobi, <laughs> a relationship is basically just two people who just want to have sex most of the time. Yeah, that's the Nairobi definition. But the other aspects to it, there's the true definition, which is two people who just had a longing, you know, to connect and to grow and build together. And trust me, that can be hard. It comes like with its, with its baggage, with its issues. The whole monomenikifua, misindependent thing comes through also. The whole dating in Nairobi scene comes through because there's a difference between dating and being in a relationship. Like, and that's what most people don't literally seem to understand. Dating is, according to me, when you see multiple people, yeah, weighing your options, trying to see where you fit, where you be appreciated, you know. And then a relationship is when you've gone exclusive, when you've decided this is the person I see, I'm going to lay my cross on this and see where it takes me. Because most people go into relationships without looking at the end result, you know, and I think that's why most relationships actually fail, because you're just seeing each other for the sake of seeing each other, wasting each other's time, basically. You're not building anything, you're not nurturing anything, you don't have an end goal. The sex is good, let's get into a relationship, I don't want you sleeping with anyone else, you know, or you have money, hmm. Let's get into a relationship so I can be the only one to eat your money, you know. Then then the people who come into relationships with like baggage from their past, you know. Um, it's not that you can't heal in a relationship. Some people come with baggage and do not want to heal. They justify, you know, who they are by that. Like by that experience, they will basically judge each and every single relationship, it's going to determine how your relationship will end up. And at the end of the day, the person who went in with like proper intent ends up being hurt and turning into this, oh, love is not my thing, love sucks. <laughs> and that brings issues, you know, with people not um, being pro-love, yeah? Most people in this city shun love they look at it like it's something to run away from you know put on your armor protect yourself yet love is love is beautiful it's amazing it it admits it starts wars it breaks nations apart it brings people together you know at the end of the day love basically is human, you know. I actually saw this somewhere and it's... Relationships are like watching a movie, right? If the whole thing is good and the ending is shit, so we'll judge the whole thing as being shit, you know. Not looking at the fleeting moments when you smiled, when you looked at a person and said, wow, when a, when a person made you feel like you on a pedestal, the center of their world, you know. 
And most of these guys were like anti-love, people who push this, you know, where do they come from? Yeah, a negative relationship. They define love and relationships by the ending. And if it's shit and it ends terribly, love ends up being terrible, you know? Plus, if you don't realize that the same people who are, they are always saying, oh, my ex is a narcissist. When in real sense, all they're actually doing is taking away from their own responsibility. What did I do to cause this toxicity? And they pass on the blame, like literally pass on the blame to the next person. Like they're not willing to take responsibility for their own actions and they blame love as the cause of their pain. Yeah. Love isn't toxic. How we behave in love, you know, and when we're vulnerable and someone takes advantage of that, we end up just shutting it all down and labeling it as toxic, you know, this thing to run away from, this thing to avoid. When in real sense, it's actually our poor decisions or even our bad behaviors that actually caused love to be toxic. Sometimes we have to take responsibility. We have to see that I have my flaws, you have your flaws, and we've both decided to go through this. And just because it didn't turn out well doesn't mean that the feeling and the emotion isn't good. You know what's sad is it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's not just individuals who are rejecting love, yeah? It's in our music, in our movies, it's literally in every single place we look. Love, eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you mention it, people look at you like, you still believe in love. <laughs> love is now becoming like Santa Claus. Yeah, actually, love is becoming like Santa Claus. Don't get me started. That there's a group, like literally a certain group of people. And I know a few of you have been part of this group, yeah? And it's not a bad thing. It's a reaction, you know, to a situation we put ourselves in, which is a bad decision, yeah? They're out here saying how it's weak, it makes you weak, uh, makes you vulnerable. What's wrong with vulnerability, yeah? Love doesn't, and, I, and as a person who's been heartbroken over and over and over again, love doesn't make you weak, yeah? It makes you strong, literally. People don't see the strength that love can bring. Um, let's say, for example, someone comes along and saves you. Saves you from depression. Saves you from a bad situation in your life. Why is that so negative? Why is that bad? Why is it that if someone finds a partner and they help you heal, and you both heal, how is that seen as negative? Yeah? So I had this discussion with a friend last week. Um, her name's Anne. And we talked like for two hours, three hours, um, just about how Nairobi perceives love. Yeah? How we have made it so monetary, like, it has to be about finances. It has to be about, it's now a transaction. You give me the finances, 
I give you pussy. That's it. And both genders love money. We all love money. That's a fact. Personally, yeah. <laughs> I love money, yeah. But putting in the money aspect into every single thing, doesn't that remove the humanity in it? Yeah. Doesn't that remove... Doesn't that... Re- actually, no, it doesn't remove the hum- the humanity. It is devoid of humanity. Yeah. And love is part of human nature. Like... Maybe I'm seeing it from another perspective, but the narrative out here is love is embarrassing when really it's part of who we are and human human nature is to love. Humanity is love. And we all, honestly, we all need it. And we all literally just crave it. It's part of what makes us us. Yet, in this Nairobi, <laughs> yo, people use love in the wrong context. People confuse attraction for love. People confuse a lot of things for love. Spending. Spending isn't love. Spending isn't love, baby girl. Spending can be a way to keep you as I'm out here playing you, knowing fully well, because... I find I find your lifestyle. There's no way you're going, yeah. And that's the dark side of it. I know I can play you. Go. Get another girl, yeah. She'll agree to be my second one. You won't know about her, but the day you find out about her, you can either walk, yeah, because I have the power at that moment. With the finances, I have the power. The power is not shared. Yeah. So you can either walk or you can choose to live with it or you can choose to forgive me and I'll say I'll never do it again. But in true sense, because I'm the one with the power in that situation and that's most of us and I'm speaking from the dark side of it. Yeah, And I'll do it again. I'll do it again and again and again because I know there are no consequences. And if you leave, I'll replace you. It's... That's simple and it's sad. It's actually very, very, very sad. So us guys are always told, like, love is irrational, love is weak. And like from a few of my female friends and honestly speaking, a couple of exes, yeah, I've heard that love is submission and I actually don't agree with that. Um... Love isn't submission, and I think also it's because of this whole Miss Independent movement, you know. I I was raised by women, yeah? I was basically raised in a matriarchy, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for independent women. I'm all for that, yeah? Don't get me wrong. And at the same time, this whole monomeni kifua, and sadly, you know, at the at the end of the day, these two gangs, as I like to call them, um, they have one enemy in common. They literally have one enemy in common, and that's love. Like, 
love has been positioned to be this enemy of progress, you know. It's come down to love being seen as suffering, in my opinion. And there's a big, big difference between pain and suffering. And I don't think many people understand that. Pain is what you feel when you lose someone, when you've, you know, ended that relationship and, you know, you know that this person, you're never going to see them ever again or things will never be the same again. Yeah, it's suffering is literally like an emotional con con consequence, yeah. Oh, shit, that's stuttered, though. Yeah, stuttering is one thing that happens once in a while when I overthink it, yeah. But, yeah, suffering is seen as this emotional consequence, yeah. And it is. It is an emotional consequence to our poor decision-making, yeah. And... This is where it's actually going to get kind of real. Because if you feel like love is suffering, honestly, I think you actually need to look deep, 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 deep within yourself. Because you're, 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 it's these two gangs, as I call them, eh? these two gangs are honestly responsible for what you're going through. Yeah. This whole revolution of Manaume Nikifu and Miss Independent are actually responsible for that disconnect that we have with love and that we related to suffering. Ah, Manaume Nikifu, this one's for you, yeah? Oh, you feel like it's making you weak, right? And if you had chosen wisely in the beginning, not just at the every regular thing that you just see, you want to date, yeah. You want to sleep with every like, regular thing you're going to see. And kudos to you for that, yeah? But you don't jump into relationships just because you want to get some. You, you end up fucking up someone. Like, this person might actually genuinely care about you. And you're there because she says she doesn't sleep with people when she's not in a relationship with them. And you just want to taste it and see how it is, yeah? you literally looking in the wrong place for what you want. And if you actually like chose wisely, you'd see it as something different. You'd see love as something totally different. You'd see it like as strength and as support. Yeah. And Miss Independence, uh, I cannot forget you. I understand the whole, you know, standing on your own two feet as a woman. And I've seen my mom do it. I've seen my aunts do it and the stood on their own two feet but the difference between the independence they are talking about and what Nairobi independence is new version of independence is being submissive is not bad honestly speaking and if you're submissive to the right person and if the person treated you right and loved you and nurtured you you wouldn't see it as abuse yeah, you don't see it like you've lost your power. You're sharing your power with someone. You're both sharing. You get suffering is just a reminder of wrong choices at the end of the day. It's a human emotion that will remind us not to make the same mistakes. But we look at it as love is suffering. We've generalized it and we've 
taken suffering and love and we've merged them and formed this ugly, hideous, you know, monster baby. And people out here actually killing themselves over love. But in real sense, what they were chasing isn't love. Yeah, I'm telling you today, I am going to go in on this Manomeni Kifua and Miss Independence. Yeah, because I feel like it's taking away a lot of human connections. You know, this whole disinterest in emotions that's spreading faster than a bloody STD in Nairobi, by the way. And by that, okay, I want to break that down for you guys, yeah? When you feel like you can't, you know access something yeah the best way to actually defend your ego to stop you from feeling you know that small amount of pain yeah is to pretend you really don't want it people out here are actually avoiding love because they think that it will harm them it will you know mess up their groove spoil the flow of their life mess their energy but in real, real, real sense, if you try and you fail, you're not the same person who walked into that relationship. You do realize that. You've grown, you've changed, you've evolved, and that's not pain. And I know, I know relearning yourself is quite difficult because I've been through a couple of relationships and after each relationship, I realize I'm not the same guy. So I have to take time, learn myself again, because you find that things you liked, you don't anymore, you know. Things you used to like watching, you don't watch them anymore. You've literally grown. You've taken this. You take it as a lesson. And honestly, you should just take that energy and put it in the next relationship. Yeah, I said it. Put it in the next relationship. Because now you know exactly who you are, what to do, what not to do. And the only way by that we learn as humans is by failing. The only way you learn how to love someone is by failing at love over and over and over and over again. And that way, you're also learning what you want, you're learning your love language and in itself is a plus. You walk away from, people always look at it like when you walk away from a relationship, you've lost everything. No, you've actually gained. You've walked away with something that will help you in your next relationship, maybe help you treat the next person better because in this one, you weren't doing that. Listen to the person more because maybe that person's complaint was, oh, you don't listen to me enough. Yeah, and in true sense, when you go and sit and look in, maybe you were selfish and the relationship was all about you. Yeah, so you'll be more nurturing in your next one. You see, like, and if we avoid these situations, how are we going to learn? Yeah, how are we going to learn how to love if we avoid every single situation that can hurt us? Because let's just be honest, as humans, First instinct when there's pain is to divert. <laughs> yeah, But we don't realize what pain teaches us. As a baby, picture this. If you walked, if you tried to walk and you fell and you felt no pain, you wouldn't bother walking, you'd continue crawling. 
it's comfortable, isn't it? Yeah. But the fact that you fell and you failed, you're like, oh, I can do this, but next time I'll try and balance and I won't, and I won't fall and you end up walking. Yeah? That's how I think of relationships. It's like the cycle of life over and over and over again. Sad part is most people don't actually feel worthy of love. Yeah, Who could love me? Oh, who could love a person like me? A person like you? What do you mean by that? Everyone has their flaws. So are your flaws that big that no one would actually care about you? No, 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 no. Yeah? And they end up turning love into this terrible, terrible thing, saying love is toxic. And honestly, it all boils down to low self-esteem at the end of the day. It's you not feeling worthy of anyone's love. And also, some for some people, it's daddy issues, yeah? This is the same for both Monome, Nikifua, and Miss Independence, yeah? They are honestly made for each other, you know? <laughs> They're the perfect match, eh? They should actually date because they feel like love is the same. Love is toxic. Love is suffering. When it's actually like, this beautiful lesson that we get to learn over and over and over again until we find someone who's actually worthy, who will actually appreciate what you bring to the table. And I think it's like this inequality, yeah, that leads like these two gangs to spread that whole, you know, rhetoric. And it's like they target people who are in pain. And when you're in pain, you're looking for your armor. What, what's your armor going to be? Man is to pain, you know? And personally, I've done that before. I was in a relationship that I messed up. And I decided, hmm, I've lost this. change. There's many fish in the sea. No. No. They're not. They might be all these fish in the sea, but you might not like the taste of 95% of them. Yeah, You might not like 99.9% of them, and you've lost your 0.01, you know? And there you are now, literally infected by this dark energy, and you're going to go spread it, and spread it, and spread it, because you'll be out to get names. Yeah. But I think, honestly, most people just do this to to avoid heartbreak, yeah? To avoid feeling that pain. But that pain, that pain will te literally teaches us, yeah? And we never forget pain. Humans are built like that. The one thing we never forget is pain. You will remember every single moment, every single person hurt you. Even just by looking at them, you will remember. And sometimes we just have to let it go. We have to realize that we're starting afresh, you know, and a fresh life. You're starting afresh in the sense of you've taken those lessons and you're growing. So heartbreak is growth. Yeah, it might feel like shit. You might not eat for a while. You might not trust again. But 
it's not not trusting again. It's you might not let yourself trust again because of that pain. But not allowing yourself to like feel that and process that is honestly, how do I explain it? Capping your full potential. Like human nature is actually to love and nurture one another. And sadly it leads to, let's just say, a slow and steady depression, like when you try to cap that potential of who you are as a human, yeah? And like steering clear of all that love, all that love, and I'm speaking from experience, yeah? Will honestly like manifest itself in horrible, horrible ways. Yeah, you'll, you'll be out there in the club, grinding, doing your thing, but when you get home, you realize you're alone and you're craving that connection, yeah? And that leads to just more depression and more anxiety because our bodies crave love, yeah? And whether you try and convince yourself that you don't need it, trust me, your body will wake you up sometimes even at 3 o'clock in the morning and it will talk to you and it will actually tell you, you need it, you need love. And it's something that we can't fight. It's it's in our DNA. It's inbuilt. It's what actually makes us procreate. It's this thing that's caused wars, that's made men write the most beautiful poems, that's led women to raise the most amazing children. Yeah? Love. So um, I had this small Q&A, like the first one, <laughs> first Q&A, yeah. And my first question was, would you date down? So by date down, I mean like a CEO getting married to a waitress, you know, type of dating down. The answers, I'm telling you, the answers were interesting. Uh, so most women actually said no they would not date down. Now here, here's my perspective on that, right? And this is a personal perspective. It has nothing to do with, with anyone, any situation, yeah? So, as men, we are expected to date down. We date down most of the time, yeah? And we don't complain. We are meant to be the provider, yeah? We're built to be the provider. It's also part of our DNA, yeah, to provide, to protect, you know. But here's where it gets a little bit interesting. At the same time, we need to grow, yeah. Me dating down means that you don't bring what I bring to the table. It gives a false sense of power too, by the way. But you, you're not bringing anything to the table, or what you're bringing is minimal, yeah? I'm not going to treat you like you're, you know, the one, yeah? Because we are meant to grow together, not I bring food to the table, all you're doing is taking, yeah? Yeah, you might be bringing in other aspects, emotional, yeah, physical, but financially, you're not bringing the same. Who told you, I don't want to date a CEO? 
Yeah. But you see that same, same CEO is looking up. Yeah. She's looking to date up. She's not looking to date someone on her level. She's not looking to date someone who's going to put 50-50 on the table. She wants to be provided for. And that cycle continues and continues and continues and continues. And there's that rare type, that 1% who brings something to the table. Like if you're going on holiday, she'll actually be like, oh, we're going on holiday. I have this amount of money. Let's use this. You know, that's a rare, that's a, that's a keeper. That's a person who's showing you, I want us to grow. And what we crave, what I personally crave, yeah, is someone who wants us to grow. Not you grow, I eat, we glow, you know? <laughs> but then there's the opposite side of the people who just use, like they just use and use and use and use. And that's from a woman dating down. And I've seen it, yeah? I've seen it a couple of times, and one of the answers actually was that the reason why this person can't date down is because she tried, and the person ended up treating her like shit, but yet she compromised. And I totally, totally, totally understand that. But there's also nothing wrong with compromise at the same time, yeah? We compromise every single time we date down. I, if I'm earning five million and she's earning five million and we decide to build a life together, we'll build a spectacular life. But if I'm earning five million and you're earning 30,000, there's nothing you're bringing. We're not building. How are we helping each other? Yeah? How are we building a future for ourselves that we want? So that question like has many aspects to it. Another answer I got to this question was um, they can't because if she's chasing her bag, why aren't you chasing yours? So what if you're chasing your bag and I'm chasing mine? Yeah, And mine is more than yours. Why would you want mine? Why are we being selfish? Why aren't we looking to grow together? Yeah. And sad, and now here, now ladies, this this one's for you, and this is a this is a secret I wasn't supposed to say, but I might as well just go ahead and say it. Yeah, a man who earns more than you can replace you in any single moment with someone else. Yeah, literally replace you in less than a day, because what he's giving you the money he is spending on you, he can go spend it on someone else. Yeah? And still get the same things that you're bringing. There's nothing special you're bringing. Yeah? Yet we, all of us humans, we are looking for something special. And then, after that, you know, guys end up with that whole, like, after putting themselves in such situations, you end up finding, oh, men are trash. Nah, baby girl, nah, 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 you're saying men are trash yet. You're the one out here still sleeping with the same, same men, yeah? <laughs> you, you, uh, you know the best thing is, like, 
women who are in like healthy relationships, like proper healthy relationships, you won't find them out here spewing that. Nah, 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 nah. So if this thing called trash, yeah, is not working for you, then why are you letting trash in your vagina? You know, and I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> but yeah, why? Same goes for men, like, you hear saying how women are bitches, you know, she's just a slut, slut shaming basically, and you're the one who's out here slinging dick, yeah, sleeping with every single thing that's walking by in a skirt, not realizing that you're just looking for a connection, and just because you can't find it, you change your goal to sex. The goal in life isn't sex. And the goal in life is an emotional connection. Yeah. So, basically, don't go around hurting people. Yeah. Heal what you have first. And there's some of us, me personally being one of them, that can't heal alone. And we heal in relationships and that's not a bad thing because I have so much love to give. As much as someone has betrayed my love doesn't mean that I don't have any, I have so much. Doesn't mean I won't heal. Doesn't mean I can't move on, but I will find someone who will value, you know, that love and we'll heal together. We'll grow together and we'll stick together. And it happens. It actually does happen. I've seen multiple, multiple relationships where they're working and these people have been together for years. They healed together. And it's not trauma bonding as most of you are thinking, no. These are two individuals who had so much love to give, who the world has taken for granted. And they saw each other through all this darkness because they still believed in love. And if they had let the world walk all over their love, all over how, how they love, then they would never have seen each other and they would never have been happy. So this is part one, relationships part one, just the journey of love. And thanks for joining me on this one. I know I've ranted a bit, but yeah, we're on a journey. We're trying to heal. And maybe this might help you look at love different, might make you look at decision-making different, might make you realize some things that you did in the past, or even come to terms with the fact that you are responsible for some of these things that happened to you, that happened to others. And healed people hurt people too. Don't forget that. Healed people hurt people. And on that, on that note, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Last week's upload didn't happen, but you know you have to put yourself in a certain mind space. This is Richard and. I hope you have an amazing, amazing week again <laughs> and stay safe.